Welcome to Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the challenges and opportunities facing the global food supply chain and speak with experts working to support a planet of plenty. I'm Tom Martin for Ag Future. Question, how does diet affect the capabilities, the recovery, and energy of a working dog? Kinetic Dog Food, working in partnership with Alltech, is addressing that question and responding with a food formulated to deliver optimal nutritional benefits to military and other working canines. Joining us from Kinetic Performance Dog Food, where he is National Channel Manager, is Ian Donovan, a former Green Beret and multi-purpose canine handler and kennel master. Ian has invested years in raising, training, and hunting with high-drive, highly intelligent, and highly athletic gun dogs. Welcome to Ag Future, Ian. Hey, thanks, Tom. It's good to be with you. So I just offered the briefest of sketches of your background. If you could tell us more about the experience that you bring to the development of Kinetic Performance Dog Food and your role as National Channel Manager. Yes. Yeah, so as, as a dog handler uh, for U.S. Special Operations, we were, we were kind of bound to one certain food, and that was a contract that we, you know, we really had nothing to do with on our level. But eventually, we kind of convinced the higher powers that, you know, performance actually does begin with nutrition. You know, we preach that to ourselves on the team. Um, we're only as good as our bodies are. Uh, making a living on how well your body performs under stress, you know, could be the difference between life and death. And it was no different for our canine counterparts. So mm-hmm. we went out and searched for a better fuel for those dogs, something that would help their mental stimulation, you know, their physical endurance, um, their physical drive and energy. And, and we found that in kinetic dog food. After making the switch, um, as, a, as a handler, I was able to, to move into the kennel master position and uh, work closer hand-in-hand with those guys over at Kinetic and kind of tweaking a few things and helping them um, understand exactly what we needed on our side of the fence when it came, when it came to the fuel that we were using to, uh, to fuel these animals with. So after I, I was done with my time in the military um, and left, I jumped on board with those guys because working with dogs is something, you know, that I've always done. It's something, it's, it's a definite passion of mine. And, you know, I, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to do it at probably the highest level that I could think of. You know, um, if your dog fails, then you don't come home to your family, right? So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed working with dogs in that aspect, you know, the pressure of it all. Um, but also seeing the benefits of when you really fuel that dog properly, what it can do for you. Uh, what it can do for your team, what it can do for your country. So that's kind of a short synopsis of, of how I came to the Kinetic family. And um, now that I'm here, we're just going to continue benefiting all of these working dogs, all these dogs that, you know, you've got a fuel that are under extreme amounts of stress. And I, I, I'm just fortunate enough to have a background that allows me to bring some experience to that um, aspect of things and, and really be able to communicate well with military and police departments, SWAT teams, and, and things of that nature, all dogs that we feed. Well, Ian, I know that you've attended many training, decoying, behavior-focused events, as well as a lot of uh, police and military working dog competitions. What were some important lessons that you took away from those events? Yeah, so <laughs> competition breeds excellence, right? It breeds confidence. One thing that I really took away from it was as good as I try to be, as much as I try to work on myself, you know, I've really got to work on my canine counterpart because he doesn't, doesn't have the cognitive reasoning skills that human beings do. Right. So he doesn't know how important this competition is to me. 
part of being a good trainer and a good handler is being able to manipulate an animal into thinking that what he's doing at that time is the most fun thing on the planet for him to do. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, having him accomplish your goals and objectives. Uh, so that was probably the biggest thing that I can take away from these events and competitions is, is having the ability to kind of manipulate the dog into thinking that what he's doing at that time is the most fun thing on the planet for him while at the same time accomplishing my goals and objectives. And uh, that's been very beneficial for me um, in the past and, and will continue to be in the future when it comes to training these high drive, highly, highly intelligent dogs that are really just trying to outsmart you to do the least amount of work to get paid. Um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a challenge every day, but it's a fun challenge. Um, these decoy seminars, you know, a lot of people don't understand that when you decoy for a dog, meaning you put a bite suit on and you allow the dog to bite you. The guy in the suit's the one training the dog. In my line of work, we had to have exceptional bite dogs because when it came down to it, there are a lot of times where you can't just pull the trigger and kill someone. We've got to capture that guy. He's got very valuable intelligence. So we need to use a dog as a less than lethal means of enemy acquisition. And having a dog that's a really, really sound bite dog, some dog that knows how to use his, his mouth along with his brain and then the rest of his body and grappling and, and really you know, imposing himself as a force on who you're trying to capture uh, is huge. And, and being able to, to train that as a decoy is everything in creating that for these dogs so it's been a good time it's uh it's you know i'm only 35 so fortunately for me i get to uh get to have a lot more fun with it in the future that's great and you said something there that really strikes me is so true is that dogs really uh well kind of play on the old song dogs just want to have fun (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's it and i mean you know you and i we've got a lot of things in our daily life that take up our time and our attention but a dog you know, a, a dog is just a portion of your life. You are his entire life. So um, everything that he does all day is focused around, centered around you. And these really intelligent dogs, you know, they get a bad rap for being misbehaviors or, um, you know, they kind of, they cause a lot of ruckus. But any working dog has got to have a job. And primarily, you know, the dog is going to be happiest when he's doing the job that he was actually bred to do because he is genetically predisposed to do that certain act mm-hmm. um you know it's it's common across the working dog world that you get these these high drive working dogs and people take them in as family pets and it's just you know a debacle but uh these dogs these dogs are made to work and that's when they're the happiest is when they're actually doing what they were bred to do well it may seem like splitting hairs but i'm sure you're going to tell me it's not i'm wondering how how do did military dogs that you encountered compare with the canine athletes that you've worked with for pleasure well they're the same beast um in a way i i do a lot of work with upland hunting dogs so pointers and setters and and then even waterfowl dogs and labs and i took a lot of my um knowledge of those dogs and my experience working with them and training them to the military side of things so one thing that we like to do with our dogs, and our dogs do three things in the military. They find bombs, they track enemy personnel, and then they can apprehend them. And they obviously bite them whenever they do find them. So one thing that we really like to do is have enough standoff when they do tell us that there's explosive odor present, um, not to be anywhere around it if it actually does go off, right? And the bomb detonates. So um, I was able to take my experience with these retrievers um, and, and directionals and stopping a dog on a whistle, using hand signals to cast them left, right, back, come to me, 
to put the dog, you know, the military working dog in a productive area of the battlefield, you know, maybe downwind of an objective or look at the topography the same way you would do in a field trial, right? You need to direct this lab towards a down bird. I need to direct this bomb dog towards a potential explosive device that, you know, uh, either our partner forces found for us or, you know, one of my teammates has come up and, and told me that he, he thinks there's something out there or just, you know, intelligence from the area. Another thing that, that really helps us and, and is very similar between all of these dogs is just the endurance that they have to have, uh, both mentally, the mental stamina and the physical stamina that they've got to have. A lot of people just think it's all physical, but anytime a dog's using his nose, he's using his brain as well. Um, a lot of these herding dogs, you know, that a lot of these farmers and ranchers use, that's an, an incredible amount of mental aptitude and stamina to be able to, you know, outsmart a lot more animals than just him, right? So it's just one against maybe 30 or 40 cows or sheep or goats or whatever they're trying to herd. So the mental stamina um, in the game is is true on both sides of the aisle, both you know the sporting dogs and the military working dogs. It's just, at the end of the day, some of us do it for sport and it's fun. Some of us do it for a living and it's a little more serious, but um, both dogs you know, are very, very similar in those ways and those aspects. You mentioned earlier that uh, you and and your colleagues log- lobbied for an improved fuel or better food for perform- the performance dogs that you were working with in the military. And I know that Kinetic offers a line of foods and supplements formulated for performance dogs. What are what's required? What are the optimal requirements for hardworking dogs, in particular those military and police dogs who are working under stress? Well. The biggest thing is you've got to have an extremely digestible food. A lot of these foods have a ton of fillers in them. Um, and, you know, that's, it's really just doesn't, it doesn't do well for the composition and the makeup of the body. You need to have a very nutrient dense food. That's what we're looking for. Nutrient density is key because we feed a lot less of it that way. Um, working dogs have got to, they've got to have fuel, but they can't have a stomach that's full of a bunch of fillers, right? Because they're moving constantly. A perpetual motion. So having a very nutrient dense food allows us to feed a lot less of that food. At the same time, the digestibility rate of that food is astronomical, right? And that's, that's really where Alltech has helped Kinetic in a big way. The mineral profiles in the food uh, and the chelated minerals that allow the absorption of all of the nutrients of the dog food because of Alltech's mineral profiles has been a game changer for that food and for the animals that it feeds. So you can have all of the nutrients in the food that you want, but if there's really poor absorption rate of those nutrients, then, you know, it's just kind of going in one end and out of the other. And that was something that we experienced um, with some dog foods. Another thing, like I said, was the massive amounts of fillers that a lot of those dog foods had. Kinetic has none of that. It's really a nutrient-dense food with very nameable protein and fat sources. It's another big thing. They don't try to play the market and put the cheapest ingredients in the food. They're feeding dogs that are helping get me back home, get my buddies back home to our families. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty personal for these guys and for the company, and that's why I, uh, you know, it was really a no-brainer to want to jump on board with them. But you really want to, you know, at the end of the day, a nutrient-dense food, feed a lot less of it. The absorption rate of all those nutrients, you know, it's, it's just extremely highly digestible. So... Those are the big things that we're looking for when when we're feeding a performance animal, um, a performance food. That's really something to think about as a consumer, isn't it? When you're in the store and you're you're trying to choose the best possible food for your 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 animal, be it a dog or a cat or whatever, um, 
And while the pricing on the high-performance food may be higher, you feed much less of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really works out to be the same price or sometimes even cheaper than what you're getting on some of these other feeds that are just full of fillers, larger bags. We're feeding, feeding much, much less of it. And again, let's take, for instance, prior to a mission. Say I'm going on a three-day mission with a dog. Well, overseas, I'm carrying all his food and my food and all my ammunition and everything else that I need on my back, right? So there's no way that I take a bag of dog food with me. You know, <laughs> We feed minimal amounts, and that's why it's got to be so nutrient-dense. We feed ourselves the same way. So it's pretty simple. When you think about what we're doing to ourselves, really need to do the same things to the dogs that, you know, are fighting right there next to us. We want nutrient density. We want high absorption rates. We want a ton of energy and fuel from our food. The dogs need the same exact things. Well, Ian, among the dogs that you've worked with, do any stand out in your mind as really special in some way? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of stories about, you know, the, the incredible things that they've done overseas that you really wouldn't believe until you, you know, unless you've seen it. But there are dogs here as well. The dogs overseas that I've worked with have gotten me back home to enjoy, you know, the dogs that I work with here. So it's kind of unfair to say that they don't mean a little more to me or that they haven't done a little more for me. Um, but yeah, on the military side of things, I've, I've worked with some exceptional dogs, um, that have done some incredible things and, you know, they do it because it's their job, just like we do it because it's our job. And, you know, because they've done those things and, and saved a ton of lives, it really, it, it helps myself and the guys that I'm working with to know that that dog's at our disposal, right? We're going to feel a lot more confident going on an objective, going into a target, knowing that that dog's gone before us and cleared the way, you know, he's allowed us to understand, you know, there's no explosive threat on this particular objective because he would have identified that threat prior to going in. So if you can put that to rest in a corner of your man, in a corner of your brain or your mind and, and just think about the human threat at that point, you know, it takes a lot of weight off your shoulders and clears your mind to look for other things. So they do some exceptional things for us over there. Like I said, allow me to get back here and, uh, and have fun with all the, uh, the other dogs that I could train and play with on this side of the, of the pond. I think some of the finest individuals I've ever met just happen to be dogs. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're the most selfless beings on the planet, I think. Yep. Well, that's Ian Donovan, National Channel Manager at Kinetic Performance Dog Food. Thank you so much, Ian. Absolutely, Tom. Great being with you. And for Ag Future, I'm Tom Martin. This has been Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Ag Future wherever you listen to podcasts.